mau berubah jadi king. Talking to the doc. Come on, <laughs> My name's uh, Frank. Sound effects man. Mama. <laughs> We can never hold it. Come on. My name's uh, Frank. My name's Frank. So. I know, guys. Um, this might be this might be record breaking. Actually, what we're about to do here, we're getting into amazing stories, and I have a feeling it's gonna go on for a little while. You guys, I have a feeling it's gonna go on for a while, and it got me thinking. Like, um, what's what's the the um, number one title where it's like the the gap ratio between fucking how much actual screen time Welker has to how long we've talked about it. Like what's, what's the, what's the winning title there? Oh, I think, I think maybe so far it's gotta be Star Trek, mm-mm, right? Mm-mm. <laughs> Are you I sure? Know, I know which one it is. It's my because... science project because we watched it and Welker's <laughs> not even fucking in it, dude. <laughs> okay. Okay. We had to watch that, that dog right. shit movie because you said Welker's in it and then we watched it and he's not. <laughs> could be right you might have that pegged Matt. <laughs> so but this is i'm not gonna lie i was watching wildfire and i was like this better be fucking worth it <laughs> it's <laughs> not <laughs> wasn't <laughs> we run into that all Spoiler, the time if you haven't listened to the last hour it wasn't um <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> this is frank welker wonder hour welcome back everybody this is our 79 of our ongoing conversation on the Jesus filmography Christ. of frank welker <laughs> <laughs> almost we've 80 been, hours of we've this been shit. through it we've been through it and um yeah i said like i'm expecting i think i think this conversation since we had amazing stories finally um is going to go on for for quite some time so it's a good thing that we've we've built an hour timer into our show <laughs> and once this hour timer goes off we have to stop the conversation because you know with this now that we're at this title this could this could very well be a six hour show and nobody needs that we don't need that you don't need that nobody needs that so our special little hour timer will cap us off just like every episode and um, we'll talk as much as we can within that hour about just amazing stories. That's what we're going to talk about <laughs> and, and nothing else for a Hear while. Hear that, Henry? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, yeah, they, I'm ready. Course. I saw like three course, wait, You know, this is going to take me a minute, you guys, and just bear with me because you guys have, you know, a lot of accomplishments and I want to introduce oh. you properly. <laughs> of course, with me, as always. <clears throat> After directing several episodes for television, including Night Gallery and Columbo, he directed the television film Duel, which later received an international theatrical release. He made his theatrical film debut with Sugarland Express and became a household name with the 1975 summer blockbuster Jaws. He directed more box office successes with Close Encounters of the Third Kind, E.T., and the original Indiana Jones trilogy. He subsequently explored, explored trauma in The Color Purple and Empire of the Sun. A major figure of the new Hollywood era and a pioneer of modern blockbuster, he is most commercially successful director in history. 
He is the recipient of many accolades, including three Academy Awards, two BAFTA Awards, and four Directors Guild of America Awards, as well as the AFI Lifetime Achievement Award in 1995, the Kennedy Center Honor in 2006, Cecil B. DeMille Award in 2009, and the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2015. Seven of his films have been inducted into the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. We've got Matt. Oh, wow. Thank you. Finally. <laughs> it's nice I'm to be recognized. recognized. <laughs> and of course, let's I love not the way that ended. It just went down this whole bit of achievements. It's like, and welcome, Matt. <laughs> Ta da. You forgot Cat Daddy. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> of course, let's not forget. He directed back-to-back blockbuster hits with the science fiction thriller Jurassic Park, the highest-grossing film ever at the time, and the Holocaust drama Schindler's List, which has often been listed as one of the greatest films ever made. He won the Academy Award for Best Director for the latter in the 1998 World War II film Saving Private Ryan. He co-founded Amblin Entertainment and DreamWorks, and he has and he has served as producer for many successful films and television series, among them Poltergeist, Gremlins, Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Band of Brothers. He has had a long collaboration with the composer John Williams, with whom he has worked for all but five of his feature films. Several of his works are considered among the greatest films in history, and some are among the highest grossing films ever. We've got Henry. You're welcome, society. You're welcome. (laughs) And, of course, (laughs) returning guests (laughs) from Bloodshed Books on Instagram. We've got Bev here back to talk her ear off about nonsense, just straight-up nonsense. Hi, Bev. (laughs) Hey, folks. I'm just going to apologize ahead to the viewers. Um, It's like 34 freaking degrees outside so <laughs> i'm a little sniffly so i'm apologizing now i'll try not to blow my my nose into the mic oh don't um, worry about it we do way worse than that oh yeah i, I, I noticed yeah I noticed. all kinds of expulsions into the i'm microphone. surprised you're back after putting up with our bullshit for the last episode <laughs> it's true but well i mean she had to come back because we baited her with fucking amazing stories and then proceeded to talk for an hour of last of, about about fucking wildfire. wildfire. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I meant fucking wildfire. That's right. <laughs> That's I think they changed the IMDb. Title. That's right. Yes. Um, but now we finally, yeah. finally I've gotten over that mm. hurdle. That was a horse pun, guys. Yeah, I got Riddle? it. I just chose yeah. not to react to it. <laughs> I'm out of here. You know what? I only watched two episodes, so that went right over my <laughs> <laughs> But now we're now we're getting on. We're getting on. Um so Matt, why don't you set us up and just like mention <laughs> go over what we talked about last hour and then Henry can get started with the timer. So, uh, last hour, due to that sandbag and son of a bitch, Henry, we spent an hour on 1986 Wildfire, where Volker voiced Mudlusk. But that brings us to 1986 Amazing Stories, and Wilker voices the character Greeble. One episode. 
real. Okay, and we're going to start the timer now. Let's do it. Range. All right. <clears throat> the Greeble, eh? The Greeble. Is that season two already? That's season two, yeah. So season two of the show. Um, yeah. How do we even How do we even start talking? Well, let, about let me this? let me tell you what the synopsis thing, is. Actually. Okay, let's do that. Truly amazing, fantastical, funny, and odd, and sometimes scary, sad, and endearing stories are portrayed. Many famous actors, actresses, and directors made guest appearances. That's all it says on the IMDb. What do you guys remember about this show? Um, I only remember watching one episode when I was young, and that was The Mission. In 1986, I'm pretty sure I was still uh, swimming around. And, and can you say balls on Twitch? Yeah, you, say, uh, yeah, you can say balls. Uh, you can say okay, all sorts of words. Uh, We're not on YouTube anymore. You're allowed to say nuts, cojones. I, you're allowed to say what else? <laughs> um, you're allowed to say yeah, testes. Marbles. You can say marbles. I, I was not. Say nards, I, but you cannot say not, balls. You can't say balls. Okay, my bad. <laughs> um, but no, I, I wasn't. I, I'm 88, so nice. If it ran from 86 to 87, nothing about it. Nothing about it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I remember it was on prime time, and it was time to change the channel when Amazing Stories came on. What? Well, wow. I'm like what? six what years old. Changing the five channel? Years old. I wonder. I don't remember what was what else was on. It was probably going to be like um, Nickelodeon or something. Yeah, you're probably right, Henry. I I think that I wouldn't, as a child, I wouldn't have um, sat down and, and watched this on my own accord. Mm-hmm. Now, I just like Matt, I have zero memories of this show except for that one goddamn episode, The Mission, of which yeah. I have pretty vivid memories of that episode. And I also remember sitting down like it was a family event. Yeah, watching that we sat down as a family and watched it and it moved my parents to tears almost yep, same here. i remember that <clears throat> um what episode is that the mission that's the mission what? and so that's season one I, I gotta get to the page here yeah um that's so, season one episode four i think or something i can only assume that must have been like a an event because Costner was in it, and he—I think he was pretty big at that point already. What? What? Yeah, 1985. What? Is, what had he been a part of? Um, not sure, but um, I remember dis, uh, succinct, distinctly sitting down with my family and watching this. Yeah, I think Costner uh, mostly hit his stride with like um, Dances with Wolves or something, right? Yeah, maybe. Um, Fill the dreams, dances with the wolves. Yeah. Wild when were those things? Those were in like that, that was around that was around eighty six, eighty seven. I think I think maybe between eighty six and like ninety five, maybe. Okay. Because I know I know Kevin Costa was Robin Hood, and that's so, the only yeah. Kevin Costa movie I've ever sat through. Yeah. So that was in ninety one, but actually he made his mark. It looks like in eighty seven with the Untouchables. Yeah, but he but he would Which have was had, still after this, you know. He would have been known by '85 because he was in Silverado. Yeah, Silverado was a big deal. Um, an American it? Flyers, yeah. that bike movie. '89 oh, was yeah. Field of Dreams. '91 was JFK and Prince of Thieves. '92 JFK. the body, 
the bodyguard. That was his time. Oh, yeah. It was like That's 19. Prime. Yeah. So I asked my mom about this, uh, the mission episode, and she says she doesn't remember it at all. But that doesn't surprise me because she's like blocked out huge areas of my childhood. Yeah, same with my mother. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, I think it's I think it's like a matter of self preservation. Yeah, oh yeah, yep. you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> it got to. Um, so I I can't figure it out. So it's not just Matt and I that only remember this one episode vividly. Like if you go out and just look at people talking about it online, like on subreddits or uh, in the comments of uh, on IMDb and stuff like that, most people cite the mission as being the one that stands out to them or that they remember, um, you know? Yeah. I, I, I can't figure out why exactly. Bev, did you get a chance to watch many episodes of this? I did. I watched like eight or nine. I watched a bunch of it. That's pretty good. That's uh, about what I watched. The mission was on while I was doing something. So I didn't get to watch it, watch it. When I sat down, I was like, well, damn, I missed half the show. And I actually put on The Sitter. Oh, that one's great. I just finished that one. I haven't got a chance to watch that one. Oh, it's fun. That's a good (laughs) one. It just goes to show you uh, the Haitian babysitters will get you in line. Every time. <laughs> she doesn't take any shit. She's smoking cigars and putting those kids in their place. Oh, she was putting those kids. <laughs> like, no, that was great. Little and Seth I, Green. So that's funny that y'all brought up the mission, seeing as how I had that on. And I was like, eh, nah, let me, let me switch to something else. So that, that yeah. I feel dumb. You, you should give it another shot. It's great. It's re- it's really good. I, even even on Instagram, I was getting comments like um, the real Dracula's wolf on Instagram commented on um, this clip and said, um, "Boy, oh boy, I used to love this show. The most memorable episode has to be the World War II bomber episode. So yeah. good, you know." Oh, did we lose Henry? Yeah, we lost Henry. Yeah, I guess so for a moment. Oh, well, he'll be back. I have faith in him. Um, yeah, so, everyone remembers that one. Why, why though? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can only assume maybe it was a, a more like a special event sort of thing because of the actors in it. And maybe it was a showpiece for the like a flagship thing for the show. It was definitely a flagship thing for the show. One of one of the only two episodes I think that Spielberg personally directed. Yeah. That was I probably it too. This one and the first episode, Ghost Train. Yeah, I watched the pilot. I watched the pilot Ghost Train. And um when you guys say in the mission like brought you to tears, I was on Ghost Train like, Go wake him up. Go wake him up. He's gonna oh, no. go make yeah. the train. Like I'm sitting here like on the edge of my seat, like, wake him up. Oh no, not again. <laughs> Bev, I was crying ten minutes into the Ghost Train episode when he's talking about his story of missing the train. Yeah. I was like <laughs> I was sitting with a kitten in my lap trying not to cry. I'm like, man, if anybody walked in on me. Front, I'm like talking to the phone and I'm like, little boy, you have one job. Get that man on that train. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you know, good. I think the one thing that surprised me the most about that episode was a practical thing. And it was like, oh, that train actually crashed into the fucking house in the end. And the whole train came through the middle. I thought that was pretty cool, like special effects. 
a pretty yeah. cool set piece, you it know, great, for that great show. Show. Like, stealing their shit. Like, he just takes all their coffee, and they're, like, taking their beer and shit. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> stealing stuff. Stocking little, up on supplies. Little yeah. uh, Lucas Haas is so cute in that. There's the little boy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize how far back he goes as a child actor. Yeah. And uh little side note, Drew Barrymore was a girl on the train in it, uncredited. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Wow. So that would have been 1985. So that would have been uh, September 85 that thing premiered. Yeah. So, like, what, was she... E.T. had happened. 83 was E.T.? Uh, I think 82, so, yeah. I think. She was just about to do Firestarter. If she oh, was wow. on the screen in that episode, she was around. She was either filming it or just getting done filming Firestarter. Oh, no shit. Sure. About 86, 87. So I believe Firestarter was 88, wasn't it? Um, that's a good question. I'd have to look. It, that it was up. Uh, Firestarter was eighty four actually. Really? Oh, eighty four. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Shoot. Drew. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to find. Oh, here's her filmography. So, yeah, eighty five. She was in Cat's Eye. Um, <laughs> oh, eighty yeah. two was E. T. She was in Altered States. What the fuck? Really? Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, Altered States, E.T., Firestarter, and then um, Cat's Eye. And then there's a there's a pretty large jump between that to her next work. But, yeah, she was uncredited on the, uh, the she little was girl on the train. During that, uh, during that little gap. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. She was going through a lot. Remember when she was on Batman Forever? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As sugar or spice sugar, or one yeah. of those. Uh huh. That was it was that was like right around the time where like people were trying to bring her back into Hollywood, like she had already done fucked up. And yeah. uh people were like giving her small little chances again like that and um uh Wayne's World Two. Mm-hmm. She she plays this like Swedish girl or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. The radio She's station. Like, I think the knowledge of my country is sexy, and I wish to have yes. make love yeah. to you one day. And then Wade just looks there. He goes, "Okay, okay. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> hello, Björgen Fjörgen from Björgen Fjords or something." <laughs> so good, Björgen Fjords. If I'm familiar, you get about three point five inches of rainfall a year. <laughs> Such a random joke. Wayne's World Two is an underrated movie it really is <laughs> oh man um so yeah amazing stories this show blows me away i fucking love this show i i I've, again like i haven't seen really any of these episodes or at least if i had i don't remember them except for that fucking world war Two one um but watching them now like i'm in love with this show <laughs> yeah, like straight up. Hell yeah, I'm hooked. I have zero sure. problems with it. Yeah, I can go without it. Uh, good... Get out of here, Henry. <laughs> I'd oh. rather watch Highway to Heaven. Would you oh, rather go no back way. to another another show? Maybe like Wildfire. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be down for I'd be down <laughs> for more Highway to Heaven. Also, but I'm adding this. Oh, actually, you get a little peek of Highway to Heaven, this, the opening scene in the particular... in the episode uh, Remote Control Man. <laughs> this exact episode. 
I had the phone damn near up to my face trying to figure out if that was Patrick Swayze or somebody who just looked hella like Patrick Swayze. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're talking about the so prison. Young. Yeah. So yeah. Young. I haven't watched that one yet. That's good. It's in season two, I think. Right? I, and it's called... They're also mislabeled, though, because I wanted to watch that one. It, that's the one, uh, Life on Death Row, right? I wanted to watch that one, but it turned out to be another episode. I forgot which one it was. So the show's kind of hard to find if you want to watch it, by the way. Yeah. And I don't know about anyone else, but we have mostly been going to archive.org to yeah, watch it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best place. I think that's the best place you could find episodes. I think they've got them on YouTube, but if you want to watch them, they're like in a fucking like pop-up window to hide themselves from AI bots, you know, shut yeah. them down. You know what I'm talking about? The the Internet Archive is such a, a resource for any oh. sort of media you're looking it's for. It's a treasure trove. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Anything Damn and everything. Near. Damn near everything. What I wanted to say was um, I, th- I think Ghost Train is probably the perfect opener for this series. It's Yeah. It's That's the Spielberg directed. Yeah, Spielberg directed it, but it's like it's sentimental, it's heartwarming, it's it's got a cool you know, ghost thing going on. It's yes, paranormal. Also, paranormal. oh wait, can you see Drew Barrymore? That deals. Thing? Oh, maybe. I think she's uh yeah, right there in the window. Maybe yeah, I could I can bring a little bit of it up actually. Here I'll bring it up. <laughs> I, I had this whole uh like parallel story with this where he's <laughs> telling the boy the ghost trains come and take my soul to hell for the wrong I've done. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the end, you just see the train going into like a big pyre of flame. (laughs) I'm not not even going to front when the little boy laid down on the track. I was like, Oh great. So now you're going to derail the train, the train again, (laughs) that, or you're going to kill him again. Mm -hmm. Was, was that the kid from ET? No, no. Uh, Uh, Henry Thomas was the kid from ET. Oh. Yeah, this is um, Lucas Haas. Lucas Haas, Lucas Haas. Oh. who's been in all kinds of stuff. Um, I guess mostly I'm thinking, well, fuck, of which none comes to mind at the moment. And that's ours. <laughs> Recently, he's been in um, uh, the Righteous Gemstones. He had a, a, a character arc in that. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, he's the kid in. Um, Who is he in the Gemstones? He's the kid in fucking. Uh, Independence Day. Oh, um, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. No, no. Uh, no. Mars Attacks. No, uh, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> well, who is he in the Righteous yes, Mars Attacks? How do you get Independence Day mixed up with Mars Attacks? <laughs> it's very easy, Bev. <laughs> it is. It is. I gotta look him. You know what? Those movies came out really close together to the point where. A lot yeah, of people course. thought that Mars Attacks was going to be like a Zucker Brothers style spoof of Independence Day. <laughs> and that actually hurt the, the Mars Attacks box office because of people who were disappointed with that assumption. Oh. For real. I'm not even going to lie. If you played that song at full blast next to my head, it might explode as well. Like that one? The amazing well, story. No, 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 the Mars Attack song, that high pitched Yoda song that made all the kills. 
that yodeling guy? I can't remember his name. He's good stuff, though. Tell Brian that he's not going to sleep at night. He's been looking so forward to seeing you all pop Um. Yeah, this one, I agree with Matt. It very much sets up the tone of the whole show. It deals with, um, you know, family also, generational family, um, which is always, a, you know, Steven Spielberg thing and a, a kid that is, his parents don't believe him, you know, is mm-hmm. one of those tropes. Uh, it's worked in pretty yeah. nicely here. A, a Robert, lot of Stephen King tropes, too. Like, uh, there's a kind of like a little bit of a horror um vibe to it at certain points yeah um so a lot of a lot of the critics of this show of which there are the child no it's gonna get run over by semi no that's my turn well first of all i mean let's say let's go ahead and just say the show got canceled after the second season it got canceled and it had low ratings and that's yeah. a big reason why it got canceled um at the time it had its critics and even today it's got its critics um but for me especially going back now and watching these uh, so the the critics of the show seem to be harping mostly on the fact that it it doesn't really do anything new and it falls into tropes and um it rehashes like older stories and things like that but for me it's like going back to it it's like that if that is true and i i think it kind of is of course and since that's true it, it almost makes it more comfortable for me you know to return yeah. to you well, knowing what it what I is to be expected and knowing that that trope is there and it's serving me exactly what I want you know out of it and I know I'm going to get that and I think but that's it's just like, it's still unexpected and like for me being a tales from the crypt goosebumps you know oh yeah. uh afraid yeah. of the dark kid this right here, like you said, it's 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 more homey. It it, it almost gives me like a wholesome vibe, but at the same time, yeah. giving me the uh, creepiness that I like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely... And uh, yeah, and unlike something like the Twilight Zone, which is like you're always waiting for kind of like the ironic twist or whatever, that kind of gets exhausting after a while. You know what I mean? Here, here's the it, thing, you're, though. You're kind of waiting for it, and your your brain knows that it's going to happen, so you're you're looking for it, kind of, and that can be exhausting, I think, a little bit. And this watching this kind of show kind of alleviates that pressure of like looking for some important twist in every episode. It's like a it's like a warm blanket. Yeah, kind of. Uh, here's the here's the thing. If this is unoriginal, what we have now is. <laughs> Compared to this is complete unoriginal garbage rehashed. I mean, look at what Hollywood's putting out. It's the same. It's sequels over and over again. It's the same shit over and over again. This is really original compared to what we get now. Some of the some of the stories are surprising and and have good twists. I mean, I know you can probably see them a mile away, but Mm -hmm. it's so refreshing to watch this after just so much garbage. Yeah. Um. And then nobody wants to be like sentimental anymore. Like it, I, everyone wants to get dark and gritty, and wow. yeah. which is fine. 
try to know? make some big statement about society or yeah, something like, like that. Blood, yeah. guts, and gore. And then you go to something oh. like this that can keep you entertained and can keep you engaged without all that extra shit, you know? Yeah. What I think right now movies boil down to is, is just like a theme park ride. And if you ride the same roller coaster over and over again, you get desensitized to it. Yeah. Like little word. Um, yeah. Like I gave up on Marvel movies a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so mm-hmm. burnt out on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was crying 10 minutes into this. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to realize, hey, that's the old man from Home Alone that kills people with the shovel. I'm not afraid anymore. You it took hear me, me a while. It took me a I'm while. I'm not afraid to anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the old man neighbor in Home Alone. By the way, if you if oh. if you guys haven't watched Nirvana the band the show, you have to watch that cuz they do an episode that's a parody of Home Alone. <laughs> And that scene where where the old man is meets him for the first time and all that, holy shit, it is hilarious. Yeah. Do you see the um the follow up to Home Alone that Macaulay Culkin did as an adult, where he's talking about the trauma, like he is Kevin. No. Oh uh, yeah, I, I think and I he's talking about that. how traumatizing it was, <laughs> and then at the end of the skit. The guy that he's with, I guess it's like a taxi driver, and but he didn't take him where he was going. So at the end of the skit, he has the guy tied up in the basement with Christmas lights while he's so sitting funny. there dancing. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. You got to check it out. It's great. I I love the whole path that uh, Macaulay Culkin has gone down where he's just like doesn't give a shit anymore. Like just does yeah. whatever he wants. He's not He'll, trying to do movies. He's, he's, he's like a, he's like a um. A whole nother host on Red Letter Media these days. Yeah. yeah that's what I was going to say, is that he's doing everything on YouTube now, too. Yeah. Uh, he was recently on Angry Video Game Nerd, where they did yeah, Home Alone games. Yeah, he's been on several times. Yeah. Was, was Macaulay Culkin ever on any Amazing Stories? I don't think so. I don't think so, because Home Alone was when he took off, and that was 91, 90... Yeah. Well, it was already into the 90s. He's done a couple of uh, indie films in his adulthood. One of them is like one of my favorite movies, uh, period. It's called Party Monster. Oh, Party it's Monster so fucking good. Yeah. Party Monster's good, yeah. Party no, Monster's great. Nobody yeah. talks about that movie. It's great. I really like the one where they all went to uh, uh, Catholic school. Oh. I thought that was a pretty good movie. It came out in like 2003 or something. Um, um, damn, what was that one called? Was is it? Are you talking about Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys? No, no, that was a different Culkin. Oh, yeah. it was uh, Rory the, or he something. He was good in uh, The Good Son. No, it was. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, it was, yeah. Well, the Good Son um, was a good uh, one. different story. Yeah, <laughs> The Good Son like, was good. He scared the shit out of me. I was. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Beating up That's why I got The Good Son's why I'll never adopt. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Wait, no, wait a minute. Um that in that movie he was flesh and blood. Yeah, it was Elijah that was the He was the flesh and it blood. Was, oh, blood. he was going. Okay, and he was Elijah blood Wood was was the cousin. Yeah, the okay. Cousin. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So I remember him pushing homeboy out of the uh treehouse. Hey, so that right. means ad- adoption is okay then. Give uh, your no, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I don't take the chance 
said it'll be a good son scenario. So no, still not adopting. No. Yeah. You ever seen a uh, movie Orphan? No. <laughs> yeah, is that the one where oh, she's, oh, actually she's like 38? She's like 40 yeah. something mm-hmm. with, with dwarf syndrome. Like she yeah. takes that's out a, her That's a true story. That's that's a, it is a true story. It is a true Fuck. story. <laughs> um, so. Amazing stories, guys. Um, so when when this came up on for the show and we had to start watching it, I I jumped right to the Greeble. I jumped right to the episode in question. Um, and it 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 is not the best episode to start watching. No, <laughs> it is not the best episode to introduce this show to yourself. Like, um, you 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 would have to um have a lot of fortitude to get through that one and push yourself on through another couple to really get into the show. They're so definitely not, not all great. I would not recommend starting with the Greeble, but for some reason, like once I realized like what the show as a whole was, I can find them all pretty great. Most yeah. of them yeah. for what they are, for what they are, you know, knowing what to expect. Um, and I think if you watch them in order, actually, it's it's a pretty good way to get into it. Because like what Matt said is this episode, um, <clears throat> what's it called? The train? The fucking Ghost, Ghost train? train? Ghost train uh, is a pretty good introductory episode. But the one right after that is called The Main Attraction. Did either of y'all? Oh, yeah. It's pretty bad. It's a, I, I kind of loved it. <laughs> I didn't catch up. Can we just take a minute to talk about this opener? Yeah, how, so great. how epic <laughs> this is, is yeah. for 1986. Yeah, the early 80s CGI. Yeah, epic. Now, when was the when was the stained glass window night in Young Adventures of Sherlock Holmes? When did that happen? Uh, I'll tell you. Hold on. It must have been. 80. It must have been like the same year, I think. Um, that was 85. 85? Okay. So, oftentimes that moment in young Sherlock Holmes where the knight jumps out of the stained glass window is credited as the first completely CG character in a movie yeah. or TV show like movie. So this was just the same, pretty much the same time they did that. Now I don't, I also don't think that the this is a um, industrial light and magic thing. Oh, did you see the Kathleen Kennedy? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I keep forgetting I see her name attached to this. But they had really major names on this show before those names were major. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I wonder. I wonder if this show put people on for them to become Patrick Swayze and for them to become those people later. I wonder if this show was kind of like a pioneer for that, oh, like oh. a springboard for for talent that they wanted to showcase upcoming. Yeah, like talent. A, like a catapulter. Yeah, yeah, well, it's maybe. Like, uh, you know, like um, uh, st- what is it? Stash your egg or acorns. Gather your acorns. Whatever it is. Yeah, the episode like at the, the at the point. end, Forrest Whitaker just so shows up for like a minute and a half. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, that's Forrest Whitaker. Sure, fucking is. And uh, I don't even I don't even know they if he's have, credited. Yeah, they he have is. one. Uh, what's his name? Yes. Uh, is it Milton Burrow? Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Fine tuning one. 
fine tuning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can we can we talk about the coincidences in fine tuning where they just happen to get the single single on the same day that the aliens are going to land? Yes, correct. <laughs> like that's today. How convenient. Oh man. Hey, hey, hey. Was one of those fucking aliens voiced by Frank Welker? Um, How could you know? Oh my God, let's find out. Okay, I'll, I will. I'll, I'll find out right now. I, I don't think it's credited anywhere, um, but I will. I, but these oh, little oh. aliens that look like scrotums, um, <laughs> one of the three, at least one of the three, I'm sure, is voiced by Frank Walker. It doesn't say anything. No, it wouldn't. Uh, you're, are you on IMDb there? Yeah. Looking? Okay. What What's it called again? Um, uh, fine tuning. Fine tuning. Here we go. What I thought was funny, this show is so old, and I thought it was so funny, that in 1986, it was a science experiment to get TV signals from L.A. to Sacramento. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, I was like, oh, wow. I love it. I got China. I love also um, how blatantly the show, sh- like, um, emphasizes the common fears of like your mid 1980s American. Oh yeah. With the you know, China like in, a, stuff and... in a big way. Not, I mean, not just China, but like we were scared of what excessive television could do to the youth. Like in a big yeah. way, there are a lot, quite a few episodes that kind of center around that. We were scared of, um, ugly women. <laughs> Just what straight you, up. About, oh, main attraction? Thank you. Main, main attraction. attraction. Main attraction. Like, the whole time you're thinking, oh, this nerd girl is clearly what they're doing here is, by the end, they're going to take off her glasses and give her a makeover, and it's going to go like, oh, wow, now we can see her real beauty. That was not the case. It literally just ended with like, oh, yep, now you got to make out with the ugly girl. And everyone was laughing. <laughs> that was fucked up. <laughs> it was like, no. Nope, she was just the ugly girl there to scare everybody through the entire episode, and that didn't change. <laughs> and, oh, the, and the fat people are just around to be fat. Fat people are things. just around to be fat. Yeah, that's what it was like back then, though. Yeah. Um, did you hear it? That's Welker. Yeah, that's Welker. Right, isn't it? It always sounds like him, yeah. It's him. Yeah, let me that's go back. Slimer. It's Slimer. To be fair, that's like 18 of his characters. Little <laughs> Joe. Oh, it's for sure him. Yep. And I wish I could place the other two. I don't think he's doing all of them. He might be doing a couple. Honestly, this had a twist for me because I thought they were coming to Earth to kidnap everybody from those shows. Oh and, yeah, and I know. Wouldn't that have that have, would have been a more um, fulfilling ending? So than, than what we get here, actually. <laughs> one of those one of those aliens is played by Debbie Lee Carrington, who was oh, the, shit, really? the little person in um, Total, Total Recall. Recall. In the bar. Fucking machine gun? Yeah. If you need some help with this one, let me know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's been in tons of stuff. 
Oh, she's been all kinds of stuff. Oh, she was great in a reoccurring role on Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. She, yeah, Debbie Harrington's wanted. Her, she's been in all kinds of stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode's ridiculous. Yeah. But so, so going right from, I mean, Ghost Train, if you were watching this when it aired, you're watching Ghost Train, the very first episode, and then you're seeing Main Attraction. What would you guys think if you were watching it actually when it was coming out? As an adult, your age now, this is a brand new show coming out, you know. You want my honest opinion? Yeah. I'd be like, this show is trash. I think so. (laughs) Same thing. It would not be added to my nightly watching routine or none of that. We're being steeped in nostalgia right now, you know, when we're going back and looking at this. So that's a lot of it, you know. Yeah, we we see it with a different eye. But Mm. honestly, like back in 19, no. No, you'd be like, I'm out. The first episode was good, but then they, they, they tricked me. Like, if I was at the doctor's office or something in the 80s and this was on, I'm sure I'd get sucked into it, but I wouldn't turn my my personal TV. Yeah. That 110 camera. That looked cool. I really like that all, most most of the episodes are 25 minutes long. I yeah. love that. <laughs> like, that's one of my favorite things about this show. And, like, if one ep- – they move along at a quip. And if, like, one episode's not jiving with you – it's over before you know it, and you're on to the next story. Like if you're doing something like binge watching. That's why I think that the that. mission was probably a special event because it was much longer than the others, and it's probably like, oh, it's a special thing. It's a longer episode that has these stars in it. Like it was, right. it was released maybe like during Veterans Day or something. Got to check the release date. Yeah, maybe. Well, so here's my theory. Um, this. This series got spotty releases on home video. Um, one of the releases they called Amazing Stories the Movie. It's advertised oh. as that. It's packaged as that. It's sold as that. Amazing Stories the Movie. But if you look at what that is, it's just a block of episodes that they thought were worth putting on a tape and putting together. One of the episodes included is the mission. Hmm. So I think that likely what most of us encountered was not the show as it aired live on TV, but a tape that our parents or something rented from the fucking video rental store oh. and put on for us at some point. Yeah, you're probably right, man. That has to be why, right? Yeah, that makes a lot and more well, sense. Thank you. Because also we we were not of the age to sit and watch this and remember it. This is eighty five. This is the end of nineteen eighty five. Yeah, I would have only this been three be coming out. I'd be three shitting in my diapers still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> watching shows like this and remembering them. Swimming in the balls. Swimming in the balls. Swimming. <laughs> Bev's exactly. just swimming in those balls. Swimming in the balls. But uh, the Greeble in particular, um, very cute. Um, I, like I was telling uh, you guys uh, last show, my main complaint was that he didn't get shot fast enough. That thing oh, would have yeah. been shot on sight. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? That was me? a gun in the house? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and it was crazy. It goes through the whole episode. He eats all the stuff in her kitchen. He eats her TV. She she takes him to the other side of town and drops him off. Somehow he made it back where she did. <laughs> and then all this stuff. And then she goes in the closet and pulls out the biggest double barrel shotgun I have ever seen. Then, and then yeah, she had it, it all like, along. Yeah, I thought I didn't think they were gonna like show his his head blown off or anything. So uh, no, probably not. That episode would have been uh, ten minutes long. <laughs> yeah, he lands in Texas on somebody's lawn, and they just immediately blow him away. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, he, he his head would be hanging like a trophy on someone's wall. Yeah, real quick. So this uh, is the oh, lady. Yeah. This is the lady from Poltergeist, right? Like the, the one from the college. Um, is that her? Oh, is she? Marshall, I thought yeah, that was her. Sure. That's her, isn't it? Yeah, like I think so. I could have sworn. Uh, directed so, by Joe Dante, by the way. Wasn't the woman from the college older in Poltergeist? I feel like she was like you know back in the eighties. It's like she was actually thirty two, but she looked like she was sixty because it's just how it went for people <laughs> back in the mid eighties. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm trying to find this. I saw a Judas Priest parking lot documentary, and all the kids looked like they were forty seven. Oh, I know. <laughs> I love that documentary. I saw that too. It's so cool. <laughs> Where they're just hanging out tailgating before a Judas Priest show. Yeah, he's like, my name is Dave, and I'm 22. And she's like, my name's Dave, I'm 13. They just start making out. I was like, yeah, they got some road miles on them. Hey, cigarettes, you know, it will age you fast. <laughs> and they all smoked cigarettes back then. Everybody. There's something in the water in the 80s. I've yeah. never seen such old looking yeah, children. It was, it was nicotine. <laughs> <laughs> They're putting it in there. Um, Toy so, by the way. Yeah, I, dude. <laughs> I'm not even fucking worried about the timer. We're not. I'm not trying to cram it in. I'm, oh yeah. No. First of all, I'm going to let this breathe a little bit. We're going to be coming back in next hour with it, and maybe the hour after that. That's possible. Yeah, this is the lady from Poltergeist. I don't think. I don't think she is, dude. No. Okay. No. Know. That is, isn't that the chick that she she throws it in the ceiling and it comes yeah. out? And that's how they they discover it. Isn't that her? No, I she's the lady that is. calls up Tangina. No, she's not. She's not on. Uh, it's not on her IMDb. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. In Poltergeist, her name was Beatrice Strait. Beatrice Strait. Well, they sure look a lot alike. Yeah. I don't know who this is. Then who is this lady in this episode? So right, this woman um, was in a lot of stuff like in the fifties when she was younger. Oh okay. like a kid actor. Oh. Um uh, Haley Mills is her name. Haley Mills. Yeah. Anything was, in particular? Uh yeah, she was in um lots and lots of childhood movies. Um oh. That Darn Cat is probably one of the more famous ones. The Parent Trap. Oh, gotcha. Um, 
Um, I, uh, who was she in the Parent Trap? Because I love the old one and the new remake with um, Lindsay Lohan. So Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. But uh, who was she in Parent Trap back in the uh, back in the it's, day? It says Susan Evers, and then it has another. I think she played the girls. Yeah, in cl- dual role as twins, Susan yeah. and Sharon, in the Disney film The Parent Trap. Yeah, she so yeah she played the main girls in it. That's why her name sounds so familiar. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. And uh, neat. Yeah, not oh, too much after this that. This is where I fucking recognize her from. She's goddamn Miss Bliss. Who's in Miss this, Bliss? In the, in the first season of Saved by the Bell, their teacher. Oh yeah. That's, the OG Saved by the Bell, like before they changed it up and added Slater and stuff. Is when it was it? actually called, when, when I think the show was actually called Hello, Miss, Good Morning, Miss Bliss or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the show was called Good Morning, Miss Bliss for like the first season. And it, it, it revolved Wait, around oh, Haley them. Mills, yeah. It oh, revolved Haley. around them with, oh, there we go. It's we got some action. That's terrifying. That's so terrifying. Shot right through the head, right there. <laughs> and <Yeah>. done. <laughs> Credit. Credit. Just blind fire through the back of my couch. <laughs> plat, plat, plat over my shoulder. My fighter flight. My fighter flight. It would have been a tucker roll off the couch to the closet. Uh, <laughs> boom, bam. Uh huh. The reveal of this. Greeble also is like um, you got to be ready for it. You got to be ready for it. It's very cartoonish. Is this a Jim Henson thing? I don't think so. It looks very Henson. Doesn't it? Um, Matt, what do you think being in this um, field of (laughs) of expertise? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think that something like this would cost. Oh, by the way, do you do you, shoot, you your company do a lot of animatronics in the headpiece? Do you ever no, do that? We do very basic stuff when it comes to that, yeah. just like mouth opening and closing and eyes eyes moving around. I got you. But um, yeah, there's a there's another company on the East Coast that does this kind of stuff now. Uh, they do like the Disney specialized show heads. And the, oh, the, head, yeah. the heads alone are around a hundred thousand dollars. So they're you're talking about like they're doing the heads for like when you go on Pirates of the Caribbean and you're looking at that robot Johnny Depp. Well, they do a specialized. They those are full animatronics, but they do a specialized version where it has a performer, an actual person in the costume, yeah. and then the head is a unit that has all these wires running down the neck, and it's mm-hmm. hidden. And it has the eyes blinking, the mouth moving, like synced up to music and song and lyrics. Something like this uh, today uh, would easily cost like three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. Holy shit! And that's just that's just one version of this thing because you know that they had a bust version yeah. that d- d- no one went inside. It was just simply a puppet. Yeah, that was on like a gimbal. You know, or something like that. Yeah, they had a half body one. You know, that was legs, legs up, waist up, or something. Yeah, that was also fully animatronic. They had, I mean, you know, they had one for reverse shots that was behind the thing that didn't move at all. 
Yeah. That was a separate costume. I thoroughly believe that they put some good money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That ba- sure. Back in the day, this is probably like a $25,000 suit for each one, I'm I'm guessing. God damn, each one. The, the one where you see them full body, that's probably a version that has like the bare minimum of animatronics in the head. Yeah. It's probably, it just does mouth properly. Yeah. And, and is light enough to move around in. Matt, why... Do you have an answer for this, or is it just a trend in design? Why do a lot of these um, full-body creatures have such fucking thick thighs? <laughs> well, it's a way to like hide like the performer. Is that what's happening? And it's and it makes it more approachable for. Oh, wait, we got our we got our stop. We got our Dick Miller um, oh, lock yeah. on here. <laughs> <laughs> There's good old Dick Miller. And it, you know, you're watching a Joe Dante, anything. If Dick Miller has a walk on and here you have he it. He her dirty. He walked in the house. He's like, all right, bitch, you crazy. And he just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why didn't you shoot it? Yeah. Or call for help at least. Like, oh, the house is yeah. trash, you know, help her. He was like, no, fuck you. Like, He's here's like your, lady, here's you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Dick Miller doesn't mess around. No. See you next week. <laughs> so yeah a lot of that stuff is like um approachability for kids wow. uh they they associate that with um cartoon characters and they so they'll it's more easier to come up to them and like want to hug them and stuff if they don't have like spindly weird legs yeah they don't have like, like fucking slender man body <laughs> <laughs> you need like big barney purple dinosaur but donk a donk yeah uh-huh I didn't know if it had a practical effect, like to hold up the weight of something or. Uh, no, it's just, it's just giving it structure and giving it shape. So it, it doesn't look like a human in the suit. Like there's a lot of cheap costumes. Like we call them like pajama costumes mm. you get from like China, where it's literally just like a jumper, like a, a onesie mm-hmm. with no padding or anything. And then a head. And those are like the super cheap ones. It looks floppy. It's, it's, it's- a, it's, it's like yeah. a person in a suit. A lot of the ones you see in the um the furry community are like uh oh, yeah. <laughs> onesies. I mean, um no matter what the design is, you gotta appreciate like they're not doing this would be a CG nightmare these days. Oh yeah. But this thing, like some craft went into this shit. Even if you see half of it, like right here we're looking at half of it sitting down on top of a pile of broken piano yeah off the screen there's like six different guys with controls that are controlling you know each aspect of its facial movement yeah you got some guy's armpit in your face while you're trying to control the teeth and (laughs) yeah and um that's just nuts that they would do this kind of stuff for (laughs) yeah it's i can't imagine like I don't know. There's a lot of movement in the face there, but it's you can tell it's limited compared to uh, some of the other shots. They have like the hero one and all that. But what if like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park like looked like this? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't. The thighs. <laughs> they didn't go with that. Yeah, they didn't yeah. go with that. Um, new new finagled CG and like they went with the old ways. Yeah, but you know, I I I'm, I give them mad props. Uh, for how a lot of their effects and things stood the test of time. Yeah. Because there are shows from the 90s that didn't stand the test of time. When's the last time you watched Hercules? 
with Kevin Sorbo. Oh Lord! At the time, <laughs> that, that's that a very different reason, then. though. Had he yeah. had he not been a nut job, now you know, oh, maybe yeah, I'd man. watch that more. Maybe I have more nostalgia for it instead of him. I love that the Greebles fucking hat. ripping on some fat bong that the lady has <laughs> right now. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> just hitting the dab, mommy time. You know, honestly, the Greeble just moved moved up on my like um dream rotation list oh no the greebles on there these days i think what do you mean your dream rotation you know like if you have a a nice fat joint like the people you would want to have in that rotation oh okay i get it oh that kind of rotation i thought you meant like reoccurring dreams no, no, no! Like my joint pass rotation. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, I'd be down to have the Greeble sit in on that. That'd be a lot of fun, I think. <laughs> That's my Walker. Um, do we know who's in this costume? Walker do we himself. It would <laughs> be great. It's some Japanese guy. That's uh, the only one they could get that wouldn't pass out within five minutes. Uh, his, his name's Don McLeod. Oh, okay. And is is he? have credits doing this kind of stuff or? yeah he was in the howling oh i just watched that finally uh i played gorgo in the new in the Never adams family that. the new adams family oh it's a tv series oh um a lot of costuming work huh. yeah tarzan a lot of tv series uh oh in the coneheads he was the oldest living conehead <laughs> Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, the Harry and the Henderson's bit. <laughs> yeah, he's still working in 2022. So, um, yeah, they had a lot of walk-on guest directors. Um, now, I don't know if they were trying out actors like um, Bev proposed. They They definitely might have been. They were certainly trying out directors. Oh, it yeah. was there were some moments when it's like um they were just giving it to like it was like assistant editors month at yeah. Marvel or something you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah um where they it was like assistant editors month at amazing stories because they would give directing um duties to people that had only worked on as uh assistant directors or cameramen or some kind of you know uh oh, some kind of bit like that. Hold on, Ozzy. Like, like Norman Reynolds. Norman Reynolds. Uh, what? What are we missing? Ozzy, hold is, on. This is Curtis Isaiah Johnson. Oh this my is God! Addition to my mom's child neglect problem. Uh, <laughs> she is loves him helping? more than she loves him more than she loves us for sure. <laughs> and that's that's her second tuxedo. So. Really. A, a kitty warning. We have to stop everything when a kitty comes on the screen. That kitten hates me. He hates me. <laughs> I I have to get treats, or so I have to bribe him. I have to bribe him for his love. That's the way they all are. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they get over it. No, they don't. And yeah, people still keep getting them. Ozzy, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Not sure. How dare you? I question what we're doing as a society. <laughs> <laughs> the gripple. Oh, wait, wait, wait! See if you check out the marbles. You're gonna be loving the the, the kittens they got going. Oh on my there. gosh! Uh. <laughs> yeah, this okay. this episode is okay. It's, it's fun. 
It's fun. It's fun. So um, I saw it. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> yeah. what did you, where did you go to after that? Like what? what uh, the next what one that played was a decision? ghost. Well, it just auto played. Oh, okay. and then it go to the next episode, and it was a ghost train. And so then you saw the green one first. It just I saw the Greenville first, the then Ghost Train, yeah. and then I saw uh, the one today was the uh, Acorn. Uh, oh, yeah. Acorn one with Mark Hamill. Ye old Acorns. Ye old Acorns. Uh-huh. I can't believe she considered keeping that thing as a pet. Was... She grew She's to like, love oh, it. What am I going to do with this thing? Yeah, well, look he's... at that face. Oh, so innocent, though, and nice. This is very much like a Harry and the Hendersons kind of situation here. I would right? just love it yeah, if they cut, they cut to her getting dragged away in a straight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a Greeble, I'm telling you. A Greeble eats and a Greeble breeds. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so Have you Mark guys Hamill, watched? right? Oh, Mark yeah. Hamill shows Let's up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me just, we... hang on. This fucking episode. Let me just real quick just like rattle off some names here, I think. Um, My gosh, let me bring up the whole list. How are we doing on time, Henry? Five more minutes. Oh my gosh. We have got... (laughs) um, Here's a list of directors. Steven Spielberg. Paul Bartell, which I think is super interesting that he's showing up. Um, Joe Dante, Joan Darling, um, Norman Reynolds, Bob Clark, who did fucking Black Christmas and A Christmas Story, Clint Eastwood, Peter Hyams, um, Burt Reynolds Burt shows Reynolds. up as a director, <laughs> Danny DeVito directs, oh, nice. Tom, Ho- Tom Holland directs, who did fucking Child's Play, original Child's Play. Um, it goes on and on. Irving Kirshner, who directed fucking Empire Strikes Back. Um, Martin Scorsese and Robert Zemeckis, Brad Bird, Nick Castle, Toby Hooper. <laughs> oh my God, this is such a pioneer show for yeah. so many horror shows. That's not even funny. Because yeah. if we look at uh the the, the big one, not too long ago, American Horror Story, before that got oh. to be a little bit too much. Oh yeah. Every season was written and directed by an entirely different crew. And oh, same yeah. actor every season was written. Oh, I didn't written. know that. Right, you didn't know that? Yeah. No. I just recently learned about that because I don't watch that show, but um, that was intriguing to me that I learned about that. Yeah, that show got but, a little, little crazy. <laughs> it was a bit much. When yeah. Lady Gaga showed up, I, I left. I was like, okay, I'll <laughs> Well, she's about to be our new uh, Harley Quinn. Oh. <laughs> you, you okay, Henry? No. <laughs> you don't like that. There. I don't or you like just that. deflated like yeah. a balloon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I mean, these names are just are just nuts, and that's just like on the director end, um, and the writing end. We've got names like, of course, I think Mick Garris is definitely a standout. Yeah, in this in whole series, you know. Yeah, I think he wrote this um, one actually. I think he, he did. Uh, I think he, he wrote this acorns. one. He he was he was a story editor on like a lot of them, and I think he was kind of showrunner, like sort of on this whole show in a big way. Mick Garris has got around, man. Man, he's been involved in so many things. He's so so cool. Um, 
but as far as directors go, you know, Mick Garris got his direct his fair share of episodes, but we've got um uh he wrote a couple episodes. And we, as a writer, we've got Richard Matheson here. Oh, who did yeah. a couple of real wow. good episodes. He's written he wrote, wrote like four or five different episodes or something. Wow. And Paul Bartel of course wrote his own episodes that he directed. Can you remind me uh, about Par- Paul Bartel? What did he do? That's just how he rolls. He's just been involved in like low budget filmmaking and for a long long time. He's been okay. involved in like a lot of real random stuff. Um, okay. Uh as a writer, he's written things like um uh, hang on, let me bring bring some stuff up. While he, while you're doing that, that kid's butchering that comic book. I want to slap him across the face. <laughs> oh yeah, I have some <laughs> things to say about this episode. It has a terrible message. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst message. Just like, uh, don't don't fall, if you follow your dreams, you're going to end up like living underneath a bridge with no money and dying. And but you might get some money right before you die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that troll is a communist I, with with not stay enough time left in your life to spend any of it at all. Yeah, stay, stay in school. Don't chase your dreams. Yeah, isn't it crazy how much um, these fucking comic books have been inflated? Even since 1985 to yeah. now. Oh yeah, yeah. what did those some of those go for now, Henry? Oh God! He sells. He sells. Oh, he sells a, an action comics number one. I think in the end of this for like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars or something. No, because they give him two hundred thousand for the whole lot, right? I didn't get to the ending. What? What? I didn't watch the ending. <laughs> you fucking. I saw a two where he goes to the gas I'm station and he's told like, you to watch it. There's like ten dollars in pennies Did you watch here. He's like, I ain't counting your pennies. And then I I got distracted by something else. God damn it, Henry! So like at the the very last two minutes, it's like he's in a super um, rich auction house. Auctioning I'll show it here. I'll tell you all of his golden age comics and stuff like that. I see now. I, I got literally to got. He's literally got like a detective twenty seven. Oh, Okay, never mind. I guess we'll have to save it. No, just do it. No, no, it's too fucking late. The timer went off. That's the rules for the show. Frank Walker (laughs) Wonder Hour. Hour's up, and we're fucking done. And now you have another week to finish that episode. Okay, cool. I'm going to go finish it. (laughs) It's on my phone right now. I'll watch it. I think that's enough time. Um, (laughs) And we'll get back to that on hour 80, guys. Upcoming hour 80. Frank Walker Wonder Hour. Whoo! I know. And it will be more amazing stories. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you guys. For having... Yeah, thanks yeah. again thanks for coming on. Back. I'm going to be on to this show because I'm definitely going to be watching it. In my Rock on. Go try yeah. Highway to Heaven. Don't, don't, also don't do that good... to her. Don't, yeah. don't no, do Highway to Heaven. Highway to Heaven. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome having you on again. Yeah, Henry, you got to watch the uh, Remote Control Man episode. Okay. Um, and I want to watch the Burt Reynolds. He's watching Highway to Heaven, and he's uh, – Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk shows up in it. Oh. He is a, the Hulk, the Hulk <laughs> oh, played no by Lou Ferrigno, has a cameo in that episode. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the Burt Reynolds one? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, watch so y'all, y'all recommend remote control, remote control Man and which other one? And the Mission and one more. Remote Control Man was I thought was great. Um, you want to uh, just real quick? I'll just go over like a highlights uh, of the, the amazing so far. Uh, Mr. Fallsworth is good with Gregory Hines in it. As oh, a, Gregory as Hines is so good. Yeah, that was uh-huh. that was sort of that was sort of a creepy one. Yeah, that was a dark one. That was yeah. a dark one. Um, I really liked, let's see, so far, and I've watched, I think I've watched about 50% of the episodes, at least. Damn, that's pretty good, dude. Wow. Yeah. Um, Mummy Daddy, of course, is great. Yeah, that was fun. It was a real good one. Um, Remote Control Man is good. Give them all a shot. Yeah, you should. Yeah, watch them all. I, I liked gathering the acorns. On shuffle. I haven't. I haven't seen an episode I didn't like. Even oh, the ones oh. that started out, I was kind of like, "This is gonna be dumb." By the end of it, <laughs> I was like, you know, like really watching it. So. Yeah, it's they're all pretty fun. You gotta watch Hell to Pay. Hell to Pay is a good one. That sounds this- like a good one. It was the one that inspired the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode where Homer gets a hair transplant from Snake and it takes over his body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Is it like the uh, the kids in the hall where his beard, he grows out his beard, his beard (laughs) takes over his body. Yeah. (laughs) And um, also um, fucking The Doll with John Lithgow. Oh, I haven't watched that one either. Oh, it's a good one. And it's not what you expect when you first put it on it's a richard matheson written episode that's my and um it turns out to be really it turns out to be really sweet and you know anyway i I wouldn't i don't want to give away anything on that one you should just watch it yeah real good but all right we'll we'll be talking about all these episodes in depth in the upcoming hours of frank walker wonder hour so stay tuned what else what else guys hit us up on instagram yeah, subscribe, Gangline Assembly, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, make sure you subscribe here on Twitch so you know oh, yeah, uh, anytime we go live. Because, um, you know, if you're listening, thank you. But you really should be watching because we play some fun clips and stuff. Check out Bloodshed Books mm-hmm. on yep. Instagram. Um, she's always, do, always coming up with um, live auctions on real good comics and stuff like that. Um, Hit up Henry on Instagram. Give him shit about Wildfire. Yeah, oh, we can talk. We can talk. <laughs> Give him shit about putting us through that. No, yeah. tell me how much you loved it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it, guys. Another hour in the books. We're All out, right. I guess. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. As for me, I'll be blindfolded and submerged in pudding. Ghost Rock is coming! What, 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 what are we gonna do? My sister's Hey, chew down, Pigaroo! Come on! <laughs> Most of which were delicious. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> See you around! <laughs> Book of Wolf is Book of Wolf is